Chapter Ten of Zauberlinda the Wise Witch. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Natalie Paula. Zauberlinda the Wise Witch by Eva Catherine Gibson. Chapter Ten. Annie sees the court goblin. Who's Mop? Asked Annie as Old Grubel led her out of the throne room and down a narrow dark passage. Mop. Oh, he's the court goblin. He's not a gnome at all, but a pixie, and used to belong to the great Zauberlinda. We captured him one day, and keep him to amuse the king. Oh, I see. He's a prisoner, the same as I am, said Annie. He's a lively fellow, and a wonderful conjurer. There is simply no end to the tricks he can do. And Grubel, Annie went on, she began to feel quite at home with him. What made them all peer at me so curiously, and why did that little fellow bring a blue vase and hold it under my chin? It was your weeping, my lady, said old Grubel. The people had never seen anyone weep before. They wanted to catch your tears and examine them to see what they were made of. How very happy you must be, then, since you've never seen anyone weep, and don't know the meaning of tears, said Annie thoughtfully. But, she added to herself, somehow you don't look happy. Happy? repeated old Grubel. Oh, I don't know. You may have noticed that while you see no one weeping here, on the other hand, no one laughs either. You see, my little lady, the laughter and the tears always lie closely beside each other, like sunshine and the rain. Oh, said the little child, it must be a dreadful life where you never laugh out loud. I will take the tears along with the laughter, I think. After all, while crying makes your eyes ache, it does seem to draw away that pain at the heart. But, oh, Grubel, when am I to go home, please? My little lady, who had best make up your mind to be contented, for you will spend the rest of your days down here with us, said Grubel. But I'm only a little girl, Grubel. I'm too young to marry anybody. They will keep you down here until you are grown, said her guide. Besides, Annie went on, if I ever marry anyone, I must marry Pete Pumpernickel. He has promised to wait for me until I'm a young lady. He means to be rich by that time, and we have planned our wedding trip. We're going over to Germany to visit his old mother and father. Old Grubel shrugged his shoulders and nodded his head. Then he said, My little lady, if ever you escape from the palace of the powerful King Goldemar, you will do what no prisoner of his has ever done before. Well, said Annie, I've made up my mind what to do. When young Prince Kuno comes from hunting, I shall go to him and beg him to show me some way out of here and into the upper air again. He is young like me, and he will feel sorry for me and help me get back to home, I'm sure. But if he does not, then I shall tell King Goldemar that he may keep my body down here if he wants to, but if he does, I shall die of a broken heart. He will lose me after all, and I shall go to my dear mother in heaven, for the gnome king has no power over my soul. No, said Grubel, the gnomes have no souls nor power over souls. As they talked, they kept on walking down one narrow passageway and up another. They were now at the entrance of the chamber of the court goblin. Annie and the gnome entered a little eight-cornered room with red curtains hung across the middle of it. These curtains were suddenly drawn back on either side and showed a little table standing in the center of the room. Mop, mop, cried Grubel. Annie looked toward the door, expecting the conjurer to come in. What was her surprise when a little goblin dropped down on the table from the ceiling, turning six somersaults, then jumped up and ran in front of the table, bowed and kissed his hand to Annie. Mop was very small. His legs were crooked and seemed much too slender to carry his head and shoulders. His head was bald as a little gourd. 
his twinkling eyes were like small black beads but full of mischief his mouth was big and wide with a comical grin upon it funny little pointed ears grow out each side of his round head near the top of it his arms and legs were quite long and had hair on them and he wore a little sleeveless shirt which came down to his knee the little gnome assistant then brought a beautiful jewelled pipe and annie thought he was going to smoke a queer thing for surely a goblin to do but the assistant brought a little basin and a pink cake the goblin placed some water in the basin and stirred the cake around in it annie saw it was soap for it made a lot of foaming suds when it seemed just right to mop he began to blow bubbles and such bubbles they were the little girl had never imagined could be blown they were of the most gorgeous colors changing every instant as you looked at them somehow they did not seem so fragile as bubbles usually are for they lasted and floated all around the room they danced up and down or around in a circle at mop's command the room was at last quite full of soap bubbles for mop kept on blowing them when he waved his hand the shining things floated to him he threw back his head and began to juggle with them so skillfully that six of them were kept dancing in the air at the same time all at once he stopped stamped his feet and cried piff paff puff instantly all the bubbles rose up to the ceiling and burst with a loud report while a cloud of butterflies yellow and pink and green fluttered about for a minute and flew out of the door my but he is wonderful said annie with a long breath oh that is nothing to what he can do he's sulky to-day he pines for the open air and the woods and the fields i don't blame him for so do i sighed the child some of our people were hunting some moths last midsummer night they saw this little fellow sitting in the moonlight all by himself on a mullein stalk he was holding a drop of dew up on a wild rose petal and making faces into it just for his own amusement he fought them all he could but they captured him and now he amuses the court come you must see our workshops for we really are the only hard-working inhabitants of pix sylvania at this mop hopped off the table he was as nimble as a squirrel trotted up to annie and held out his little hand with something in it she took from him a tiny egg very small like a hummingbird's mop motioned her to hold it gently in her closed hand presently she felt a tapping inside the egg a little young bird was hatching out and soon had pecked away the thin shell it was a beautiful downy little thing not as big as a bee she would like to have kept it but mop came up and taking it tenderly put it away somewhere oh how can he do such wonderful things cried annie he learned his magic from Linda, answered grubel she can do many wonderful things she settles the disputes of the birds and the animals she keeps her eye on the weather and calls the spring flowers up into the light she puts her magic cipher on the butterfly's wings and measures the cells of the honeycombs for the bees so they shall be exact and of the regular form she offers a yearly prize to the sweetest singer among the songbirds the swiftest swimmer among the fish the prettiest dancer among the sandhill cranes and the best leaper among the green jumpers is she young asked annie yes said grubel and beautiful and joyous she is the special protector of all wild creatures they call her the wise witch Soberlinda. here mop came up and laid three small brown beech nuts in annie's hands she would have given them back but he had jabbered something and shook his head he says they're a gift to you they're wishing nuts and you are to keep them said old grubel come my little lady to our workshop End of chapter ten